that has ruined many a relationship, has ruined many a friendship, has ruined many of marriages. He said it has ruined many of things. Why? Because people go in business together. guys what's going on this is chris jones this is how i talk hey this is tim jones hey guess what guys i don't have a virtual background today but that's okay i'm still coming to your place i still got information to say i still will give you something good today i'm still here for you this right. is him with how i talk hey, ready to give you some good news hey we are talking about let me get this right we're talking about business today. We are going to be talking about whether or not uh, you should have a partner in business and whether or not that's a good idea when you get ready to have an uh, investment. Should you go alone? Should you have partners? And it may be even how should you do it or how should you go about it? So we're just kind of diving in that today. We're just going to see how it takes us. And we'll see what we have to say and what we have to do. I will start this thing off because I want to tell you guys I was going to school. Yes, yes, yes. I've been to school. I know you don't think it's true, but I've been to but school. But you're still in school. <laughs> and I'm still in school. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I went to school, and I was studying business law when I was in school. And I sat there in front of my professor. My professor said, hey, there's some things I want to tell you about business. One of the things he said was, one thing that matters is location, location, location. And I'm sure you guys have heard that. But then he also told us one thing. He said, if I don't tell you anything else, I want you to remember this. He said, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever. That's what he said. Go in business with a partner. Oh, you know, that really shocked me and threw me back while I was uh, in college sitting there listening at the, my business law professor. But he says, never go in business with anybody. And the reason he says that, he says, because he told us at different points in the business, you guys are going to have different ideas. And he said, who determines which way the business goes? He said, you may start out with good intentions. You may start out with the same ideas. He said, but when you start making money or you start losing money, either way, he says, you're going to, each of you are going to have your own idea on how it should go. He says, if you begin to lose money, you're going to have the concept, well, we should maybe do things this way. And guess what? Your partner is going to have an idea of maybe we should do things this way. And he said, if you begin to make money, he says, your partner may have this idea. We need to start using some of the money right now. Your partner may have the idea of, I want to take a dollar out of the kitty right now. And he said, you may have the idea, well, I want to keep the money, put the money in to work somewhere else. He said, then you both have different ideas. 
And guess what? He said it has ruined many a relationship, has ruined many a friendship, has ruined many of marriages. He said it has ruined many of things. Why? Because people go in business together. And he says, don't ever, ever do it. So you may be thinking out there, hey, I'm ready to start a business. I'm ready to open up. And I want to invite these people to be my partners. You might want to think about it. You might want to think about it and listen at my business law professor. That's what I have to tell you. That's how I kick it off right today. Well, Chris, what do you think about what my business law professor said? No, that's an excellent point. Uh, before I even say hi, Phil, I think what's most important for you guys out there listening is to hit that like button and subscribe. Listen to what we have to say in future content and past content. So with that being said, what are my thoughts on what your business law professor said? I think he is spot on because I do believe that. I do think that you have to tread lightly when you're working with friends or family when it comes to business. There's plenty of stories where you see friends and family and the dynamics change. Either somebody gets money and friends and family change because this person made it. So what happens? Friends and family come out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, you're my long lost cousin or I'm your uncle. And dude, I haven't seen you in years, right? That's not related to business. I'm just saying dynamics how people change. I'll give you another scenario. Uh, we can talk about artists. Uh, Britney Spears right now is going through legal litigation oh, yes, with her yes, father. That should let you know money makes people change. You should look at Aaron Carter. I can't believe I'm talking about these people in music. This is back in the day when I was growing up. But they always had issues with family members and money. It was all look at unfortunately Kobe Bryant's wife. Her her mother is saying that she owes me money. Kobe said that they paid me forever as a grandmother taking care of the kids. Look how money makes people change, especially after a death that has happened in the family. People start reaching and pulling for money because money causes greed. Let me give you another fact. In the Bible, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I believe in the Bible, money is the number one topic in the Bible. Is that right or wrong? That's true. It is isn't the number one topic. It's the most written about. The most written about topic in the Bible. And that's a reason because even God knew, hey, you guys out there are going to be going crazy. Humans asking for money. And you money people, makes you crazy. Make you crazy. And greed, too, because the more money you have, some people will never be comfortable with the amount of money they have. They always feel like they can nickel and dime here and there. So sometimes they can be um, unethical in the decisions that they make. And you may be an ethical person. You may have some morals and values about yourself, and you get pulled into that. And I think you talked about it earlier, about Bernie Mer Madoff, right? Yeah. Things like that. So yeah. what do you think? About Bernie Madoff? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you have to be careful when you go in business and we're really, we're talking about business, but it also correlates to money because they kind of go hand in hand. And so you have to be careful how you manage money and how money is used uh, wherever you are, even in your personal life, in your business life. So all of those things are, are incorporated in that. So when you guys are using and trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to do certain things? Money is one of the things, like he said, it's kind of the root uh, what the Bible says, uh, the love of it is the root of all evil. So it's the fact that people uh, basically have a desire to obtain more and more money. And because they do, it causes them to then move uh, into arenas that would uh, be unethical, uh, immoral, and things of that nature and cheat. And, and when they start doing these things, if they're your business partner, 
it can cause you to go down. So you have to really know what's going on behind the scenes in this business, and you have to know what's going on actually in front of the scene. So it's imperative that you are hands-on in your business, that you set up the processes and procedures in your business on how they work. Because in the end, uh, you can't go to the government and the IRS and claim you don't know. They're not going to take that as an answer. They, they, they say you're part of the board. You're, you're the head of this thing. You're in partnership. They're, they're not going to take that as an answer. And so anything that happens with you and your partner that you have, uh, whether they're ethical or unethical, whether they cheat on the tax, no matter what happens, guess what? They're going to come after you and your partner. It's not going to just be your partner and you can just point the finger. No, it was him. No, it, it, uh, it was him. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work that way. They're going to say you're to blame as well. So this is why it's imperative to know the type of people that if you get involved with in any type of financial uh, situation or financial exchange, you better know those people and know something about them, or you better have some type of separation between you guys. Now, how can you have the separation? You're saying, well, hey, tell me how I can protect myself if I go into business with someone. Okay, I'm going to throw that out for you. Here's how you would protect yourself. You protect yourself by becoming an investor. So what you do is you want to be part of, let's say, a business or an entity that you feel is uh, up and coming. Or you say, hey, I know this is going to make money, but you know what? I don't want to be a partner because I listen to Tim. And Tim told me, his business law professor said, don't get in business. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for a way to get into this business, but at the same time, protect myself. So how am I going to do that? Okay, it's called an investment. You can invest into the company. And when you do or invest into this person or whomever you're wanting to invest in, you can invest into them. That means you give them a sum of money, whether that's $50,000, $100,000, $10, you determine. You write up a contract that says you're going to repay me, you, i.e. you, as an investor. So they're going to repay you your money back. So you're not tied to the company as far as if they do anything illegal, immoral, or they cheat on their taxes or whatever they do, they cheat people, you're not tied into that. So all you're tied into is an investment. I give you money and in return, you give me payments back or some type of uh, schedule in which I receive my money back plus some type of uh, compensation for that or interest or however you wanna deem that. Uh, let me give it to the like this. It would be like when you guys, this is most, a lot of people, most everybody is familiar with buying a car. When you go buy a car, they fund you or they uh, give you a loan, basically. And with that loan, you pay the bank back money. You pay them whatever the dollar amount you borrow plus some. Call that principal. Yes. Call that principal. The principal is what you owe. 
The interest is the additional money the bank reaps for giving you money. So you then essentially, if you say I'm going to invest in a business, you become their bank, so to speak. So you tell them, I'm going to give you X amount of money and you give me payments back on this schedule. Now that allows you to invest in the business. That allows you to be a part of it. You don't have to be in the daily, everyday decision-making process. And you've got a contract with them to get money back on a certain terms, whatever terms you set. So you're then essentially part of the business, but you've taken out the risk. Well, what risk do you have? Because you will have some risk. You're not going to get away scot-free. <laughs> so don't think you're going to get away with no risk at all. You're going, hey, that's a great idea. I'll do an investment. Good idea. However, this is where you come in. You've got to know. You've got to be able to know who you're doing business with. You've got to know whether or not they can, one, run a business. Do you trust this person to run the business? And do you believe that this person can generate a return? And if you do, then you say, I'm going to invest in expecting my return back. If you don't believe this person can run the business, you don't think they have the skill set, the knowledge, if you don't think they have the fortitude, the strength, you don't think they have the charisma to do the business, then you would have to come to the conclusion, I cannot invest in you and in this business because I don't believe that I'll get my money back. So that's how the banks do it. When you go to apply for a loan for a car, guess what? They want to determine whether or not you're capable of receiving their, their money back from you. So they, they determine by looking at your credit report, so to speak, and say whether or not you are a viable candidate in which to receive funds back to them. So you have to then essentially take the same approach and look at this person and this business and this entity that they have and say whether or not they believe or you believe that this entity will be able to bring you back some type of return. So there are some ways, that's what I'm telling you, there are some ways you can say, okay, I can be part of this thing, but yet mitigate my risk. And you guys, you guys out there, you have to think about that on whether or not you want to have uh, risk in, in which area that you want to have your risk. Woo, I, I know I'm dropping. Let me drop the mic right after that. Bam. Boy, I tell you, my business law professor taught me some good. Yeah, he, yeah, he just picked up a book and dropped the book. <laughs> just because he ain't got no mic on him. He ain't got no mic. But <clears throat> let me chime in real quick because I think all of that was very valuable. Uh, let's also look at the other side. If you were to do it, then go into business with somebody not as an investor. Uh, and even if you were an investor, there's a couple of things that you need to make sure are set up. One is having a CPA that you guys both work with. You guys both can sit down with this CPA and make sure that you guys are in alignment with the taxes at the end of the year and where the money is going and creating an account where both people can be joint uh, and, and be able to look into that account on a daily basis to see the transactions. I think that is huge because people, friends, family can take advantage of you. Okay. The other thing you need to do is make sure that you have the paperwork that is set up correctly. Use an attorney that you guys both agree to because a lot of people do not set up paperwork. They're just like, hey, we have an agreement verbally that we're doing business together. And that's where you mess up. This is where, where it happens is where you mess up. Um, I was watching a, a show. A lot of you guys out there may watch. It's called Bigger Pockets. All they do is talk about real estate, real estate, real estate, and different avenues. Uh, and a guy was talking about 
you know, him investing with a buddy and how he got screwed over. And I'm not going to go into the details of all of that, but he explains it from working with somebody with millions of dollars. This guy screwed him over. But more importantly, I'm going to share my own story time with you about how I got screwed over. So you can relate with me. You'll understand. So get your popcorn ready. Get your drinks ready. Let's go ahead and dive in. I got it. I'm ready. This I'm going to My popcorn, I'm chewing. This is <laughs> what happened. So if a guy gets screwed over for a million dollars, I gave you an example. I didn't go into too much detail, but he got screwed over for a million dollars in real estate. I'm going to give it to you, me, from when I started my business, and it was only worth a dollar. Just a dollar, and I got screwed over. One dollar. You know what you can get with a dollar? A McChicken. A McChicken from McDonald's. McChicken. Yep. We were some broke college students. Matter of fact, this person, I used to be a good day to get the Popeye basket. Uh-huh. Popeye. You can get two for one, right? I think it's Popeye. Two for one ninety nine. I think they went up. I used to love Popeye. So I still do. And this person was actually my roommate in college. We were actually really close. Fast forward after college, we still talked to us as a group. We were very cool. And this person reached out to me. He saw me creating a, a tutor in a test prep company. I still have this company. And he said, Chris, I want to work for you. I said, great. You are very exceptional in math. I would love to have you on the team to help out these students in math. Now, at the time, guys, I was just doing too many things. I didn't know anything about systems. I was all over the place. I just throw them out there. Yeah, I worked with them. There was no flow to no preparation for working with students, but that's how you live and you learn. So fast forward it. I give him the opportunity to work some, with some students. He's working with the students. Things are going great. Then he goes ghost. If you don't know what I mean by going ghost, I don't hear from him. I didn't hear from him from two weeks. And these students don't have a tutor. I don't have no backup tutor. So that's two weeks out of pocket, no money. Eventually, I lose these clients over the two weeks because I wasn't able to replace them. What happened to my friend? That is the biggest question in the room. I'll answer it for you. He left. He went back home. He didn't respond for almost a month and said, hey, Chris, sorry, I just decided to go back home. I couldn't do it. I couldn't work. It just didn't work out for me. So he left me high and dry, left me out of money, losing clients, right? And this is a friend that you're close with who didn't communicate with you immediately up front. He let you wonder. He let you sit out there in the desert and just, you know, melt dry, you know, being dry heat, just out there alone. So what did it, what happened in response to our relationship, our friendship? Well, it kind of made it, uh, you know, we burnt the bridge. We tried to reform the bridge, but the bridge was never the same. Because when somebody burns you, you can't let them get that close to you. If they burn you one time, they're going to burn you again. And you're a fool to let them burn you again. So now you have to work with this person from afar. You say, hey, you know what? I forgive you, but I can't forget. And I cannot allow you to be in the same arena with me anymore because I've seen your character. And now that I've got a chance to see your character, we no longer can do things together. And this is what I want to say to you guys. If you're working with somebody and you want to go into business with them, what does their character look like? What are their morals like? That's something to pick up on. And more importantly, what is their track record for business? Because if you want to work with somebody and they've got five years, 10 years of history of doing a successful business, that's a good track record. But also, what are they doing within their business? Are they telling you, Chris, I'm stealing money? Guess what I'm doing? I'm doing cash transactions and I'm not, you know, doing anything as far as, you know, submitting my taxes and, and things like that. What are they doing within their business? That should tell you everything they know, everything you should know about them. And again, their characters, morals and values. What does that scream to me? What does that say to you? I should say. So that's all I got to say. Now I'm going to drop the mic on that one. <laughs> well, that was a good story. I'll tell you, that was a good story. 
But I, I got plenty of them. I, there's a lot of stories in which I've worked with people. I my, mostly work with people. I never had um, something similar to yours. I never had a business partner per se. Um, so mine have mostly been working with people and how they just basically. Well, I thought I was your business partner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're business partners. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with him. But uh, the other ones I've worked with, oh my gosh, I've had story after story of what people will do. And a lot of times people do these things out of um, necessarily, I don't know if it's necessarily respect. It could be a combination of respects, but uh, they don't have the responsibility that you have as a business owner. And so people don't uh, take it the same way you do if you're the business owner. And so if you're deciding, hey, I'm gonna be the business owner, when you go in business with others or you have people that are working for you, you need someone who is, uh, like Chris said, has the, mor the morals, uh, they have the character, uh, because they will walk away and they will leave you to your own devices. They'll leave you there by yourself because they, they don't have any interest. They don't have any skin in the game. They have nothing tied to it. So, hey, it's like, hey, I can just walk away and who cares what happens to your business? If you lose clients, who cares if you lose money? It's not my money, right? So who cares? And that's exactly how people will do. Why, why, do you, why do they do that? Think about yourself. If you're working a job today, will you walk away from that job? Will you walk away without calling your boss? If something changes in your situation, if you got a million dollars today, you would quit your job. You walk away. Won't even probably won't even call. Just say, "Hey, I'm done." <laughs> you know, you just probably say, uh, "Catch me if you can," so to speak. Call me when you can. Uh, if I answer, it's all right. If I don't, it doesn't matter. Why? Because you're not tied to that company, and that's how most people think. So you got to think if you're the boss, they're going to be thinking like you think. I don't care about that company. They're going to behave just like you behave with your company, the company you work for right now, how you, you come to work maybe late. They're going to do that because you've done it. Uh, they're going to skip days of work just like you do at your job. You skip days of work. You don't call in. You'll do things like, hey, I'm sick and you're not sick. You got, we know the routine. We've all done it at some point in our life, you know, and if that's the way we treat our in our boss that we have today. And when you the boss, you can expect them to treat you the same way. It's gonna happen. They're gonna, they're gonna skim from you the same way you do your boss. You're gonna say, well, I never take anything. If you take paper, if you take pens, if you take anything from the company, you're basically taking stuff that doesn't belong to you. It's just the way it works, you know. Uh, I'm just telling you the real truth about it. That's just, it's just the way it works. If you take anything from that company that doesn't belong to you at any point, hey, you're, you're basically just taken from the company. So that's the way things work. That's the way, the way things happen to, to go across. And hey, if you're the boss, you run the company, guess what? They're going to do the same. And if you have a business partner, they're going to do the same too. They may not be heavily as invested as you. You've got to go through and determine all these things. And if you decide to invest, you got to determine what is the morality? What is the character? What are they like? Should I put my money here and be willing to lose that money? Don't invest 
unless you're willing to lose the money. You better understand that because it could be a high probability, and I'm going to say a high probability that you will lose the money and you will lose the money and it will hurt. So if you cannot uh, um, withstand losing the amount of money you invest, don't put it in because more than likely you will lose the money. People, businesses that get started do not have a high success rate. They do not. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people that could be listening will say on the contrary that, well, look at all these million dollar businesses that grew that were based on friendships, right? And a lot of people like to do these exceptions to the rule. Stay true to the rule. And the rule says when you do business with friends, like your business law professor said, sometimes a majority of the times it ends in shambles. It ends in broken relationships where people have to go into you know, court because the things don't work out the way they want. Now, these businesses that people want to refer to that grew as far as friend, friendships are Airbnb, right? Ben and Jerry's, Microsoft, all these great businesses that grew as far as friendships. But you got to understand for every big business that grew, there's 20 of them that fell and went into shambles. Understand the ratios, the dynamics of everything. And again, you have to move with precaution. You got to vet everybody and vet them well. Yeah. And there's no okay. wrong with asking more questions to your friends. If you got to ask personal questions, ask them. Ask them that, and that's what you said. The exceptions, they're not the rule. The rule is most businesses fail. That's the rule. And uh, people think most businesses succeed. And and everybody wants to say that, you know, you go in, and I understand, you go in with high anticipation. You go in thinking it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. I had, um, it, was a, it was some people here in the city. I didn't know them very well. I mean, this is another, this is another story. I didn't, story know them I didn't know them very well. But they opened a business. And guess what? They opened a restaurant here locally where I'm at. Now, when they opened the restaurant, we went by to visit, you know. And it was actually a, kind of a catfish-type restaurant, seafood. And they opened it up. And I remember going in, and he told me, he says, listen, I took out my investments. He said, I took out all my retirement and I put it into the restaurant and we are going to be making money. <laughs> he was, yes, <laughs> you know, and he was like, you know, we're selling catfish. <laughs> you know, I couldn't buy enough catfish. <laughs> you know, and I, I got catfish running. <laughs> I was like, I'm listening to him. And he was just going to town, boy. He was all giddy and all happy. He had taken over half a million dollars out of his retirement, almost all of it, just to, you know, all of a sudden open this business and do catfish. You know, let me tell you what happened. Long story short, about a year later, I come by to see Mr. Catfish. Because when I first came by, first few months, month or so, catfish out the ears. You know, because you got to understand when you first start a business, everybody want to try. Everybody come, want to see what it's like. Want to see how's it going, you know. What's so great about it? But once they try you, they might not like you. See, you got to think about that. They may not like you. you. You might do everything right. You may have all the ingredients, but they may not like you. 
And it's just the way it works. And what happened was his catfish went down every month after that. He had the big grand opening, yeah. Everybody was trying it. Uh, and he thought that's the way it's going to be, and that's the illusion. When you open up, you first start. A lot of people think this is the way it's going to be. It's an explosion. But no, it doesn't work that way. That's usually your high. But then you go down after that. And how do you maintain? Because that's usually what happens. And so what happened was a year later, he's out of business. The place is closed down. He had to close out on his uh, business. And of course, you know, he had gotten a, a contract to open the store there. So they want their money. If you pay five-year contract, $4,000 a month for the store, you're only there one year, you got four years left on that contract. They want their money. It doesn't matter if you fail in business. They don't care. They want their money. Yeah. So you, you got to deal with all of that. You got to deal with the half a million or so more dollars that you lost. He was in business with his wife. Now everybody's mad. No money left. You didn't use all the retirement. And he was trying to run a business. Everybody said, well, that wouldn't happen to me. Yes, it will. Let me tell you why. Because the majority of people don't know business.